Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. All right, guys and gals, week zero, game one is in the books. Notre Dame wins, and I hope you like the new intro, because that's what we're going with. People had a lot of love for the Flogging Molly Salty Dog. We're in Ireland, and you know what? I'm just sticking with it. I'm going to stick with that as as the music for this show. So, every time you tune in, your en- your engine should get going once that ooh, once that song kicks in. If that doesn't get you kind of hyped, I don't know what will. I said it last week when I recorded the preview, saying it again. When that song kicks in, if that doesn't get you hyped, I don't know what will. So we're going with Flog and Molly moving forward. Uh, speaking of moving forward, Notre Dame moved forward to 1-0. and And we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to recap the game. Things I saw, things I liked, things I didn't like. There wasn't much not to like. But uh, give you a little bit of what it was like being there. My parents, my mom and dad were there. Uh, we'll get into all of that. But first, got to do a little college football roundup like I always do. Uh, fortunately, there's only one game to really talk about. I don't care about Jacksonville State and whoever else. I like to talk about ranked teams unless there was something hilarious. Like, Iowa's offense all of last season, that was hilarious. Um, oh, real quick, my voice uh, is not great. Um, I drank a lot on Saturday, both before, during, and then, holy smokes, after the game. And then I was coaching my son in baseball, I was helping out, and I was delegated to the, uh, what, what I guess you can call it defensive coordinator if you want to go football terms. They asked me to get the kids aligned, so my voice is shot from yelling at outfielders to back up, back up, stay back. Hey, I said back up, back up. Just, you know, just a lot of. A lot of yelling at uh, seven and eight-year-olds to get in position for defensive plays. But it's all good. We came out in second place, so this is worth my voice being a little scratchy. Totally worth it. I got my water here because that's uh, a Monday afternoon and I need to be sober. Unlike the camera guy who was clearly drunk off his ass with Jameson and Guinness. Maybe he did some Irish car bombs. He saw me. He was inspired and he said, you know what? I'm going to drink too. And then I'm going to try to work this camera thing. And it's going to be a shit show. We'll get to that too. But uh, college football roundup. The only one game. The ranked team. One of them. USC. Hi. So, yes, they won 56-28. to 28. Yes, Caleb Williams looked good. I mean, he just won the Heisman, right? Like, what's he supposed to look like? It's freaking San Jose State. 
He was 18 to 25. Hartman was 19 to 23. Just saying. He had 278. Okay, Hartman only had 253, I think it was. And he threw for four touchdowns. So did Hartman. But don't let USC fans hear about that because it was Navy. Yeah, Hartman looked good, but it was Navy. To which I say, oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me check who you played. Oh, it wasn't Georgia. Look at that. It was it was San Jose State. Oh, and by the way, you gave up 28. In fact, you're only beating them by seven at the half, and it was still just a 14-point game with a minute 50 to go in the third. So that's great that Caleb Williams is great. I'm not going to deny that. Guy's good. But so is Sam Hartman. And if you want to go down the road of, well, it was Navy, that's fine. Caleb Williams did his part against San Jose State. That's all equal in my opinion. What isn't the same is the team effort. So I'm glad to see the Oklahoma defense that Lincoln Riley was so infatuated with, apparently. He's like, you know what, let's bring that out to Southern California. Let's see if we can let a bunch of people score on us there too. And you can. So cool. Um, Can't wait to watch that defense fall apart. Dude, that's the Oklahoma formula. He just brought it to South South Carolina. Sorry, Gator Bowl flashbacks, I guess. I don't know. Brought it to Southern California where we can score 56, but we're going to give up a shit ton of points to nobodies. And then you're going to get to the college football playoff and actually play somebodies like Georgia. And row we have no defense. So, that's too bad. Uh, oh, in case you didn't see, Notre Dame gave up three. Three. And that three was scored very, very, very late. Uh, so late that it made sense when Navy got their three. It was with 3.33 left in the third. Or, see, I got the threes in my head. Fourth quarter, it was 3.33 left in the game, and they got their three. Um, and some might say it was kind of chicken shit that, oh, you could avoid the shutout with a little chintzy field goal. But, I mean, it was fourth and ten. Like, what are they supposed to do? It It's not the same as trying to bunt on a no-hitter, okay? That's what people have likened it to. No. They got their three. It was, like, fourth and long. They, they were playing football. Now, if it was like fourth and one or fourth and two or it was goal to go and they kick a field goal, all right, now now it's a little different. But I don't, whatever. 42 to three is what it is. But uh, so USC, one of our opponents, won 56 to 28. And Shania Twain once said, that don't impress me much. Uh, Caleb Williams did Caleb Williams things against San Jose State. Sweet. Sam Hartman did what Sam Hartman was supposed to do, and it looks like that's Sam Hartman things. That's going to be going forward, and he did it against Navy. So what? But guess what? I love Sam Hartman. I love Sam Hartman! Never gets old. Because I love Sam Hartman. All right, so USC, FUSC, done with that conversation. Let's talk about our game with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish beating the Naval Academy 42-3. to And in case you didn't remember, I predicted 41-6. to That's pretty close. I don't know if there's any prizes. 
if people listening to this have uh, giveaways that I might have been participating in, unbeknownst to me, but that's pretty close. I missed Notre Dame's score by one point, and, you know, I missed Navy's score by three points. You know, if it was The Price is Right, I feel like I win. And speaking of The Price is Right, how about Jadarian Price looking fantastic on that 19-yard touchdown run to put Notre Dame up 14 nothing? And uh, I think we need to coin The Price is Right. But, to be fair, we got to give that a special mention. Shout out to Fighting Irish Faithful, at Faithful underscore Irish. He's the one who put that out there. Like, every time Jerry and Price does something good, it should be The Price is Right. We should play that music. Well, I don't have that queued up, but I will. If he keeps doing what he's doing and The Price is Right, we'll have that music queued up in no time. You know. But let's let's just talk about the game, okay? I, I like to watch the game, kind of watch it back, take notes. I'm, I'm that guy. Uh... But, dude, right out of the box, I mean, I I wrote it three times. There, there's there's no way to stop this guy. The dude is an animal. A li- literal animal. Uh, he's, what, 5'11", 225? You can't tackle him. He just... He's badass. I mean, there's no way around it. Uh, 95 yards rushing and a touchdown. He would have he would have had 100 yards, but he fumbled that one time. And you didn't see him the rest of the half. And Marks Freeman confirmed that today. That's exactly why you didn't see Audrey Estime for the rest of the first half. And he pointed out nobody's above the standard. And that's great. It's also easier to do when you've got Jeremiah Love, Brian Payne, and Jadarian Price backing up Estimate. When you've got that going on and the offensive line doing what they were doing, it's one of those like, all right, it's it's cool, Estimate. You can't fumble, and we're going to punish you for that, but also no harm, no foul, because look what we're doing without you. But he needs to get that all fixed up because not every game is going to be Navy or upcoming Tennessee State, which I'll be previewing that Wednesday night while I'm on the road again this week. I'll be in a hotel, which will be nice because uh, trying to record with a dog and a cat fighting like a dog and a cat was was not a good way to start this <laughs> this afternoon. Trying to get set up. I had to lock the dog out of the room and the cat's over here and Wednesday, Tennessee State preview coming at you. Uh, but estimate, can't fumble, can't do it. The Navy, Tennessee State, you might be able to get away with it. But we're going to start playing real opponents, unlike Michigan. Coming up pretty soon, and we got to get that figured out. Um, you know, the one thing I noticed in the beginning, and I'm going to go back and forth, kind of offense, defense, just kind of going through my notes and how I watched the game. Uh, one thing I noticed, it felt like in the beginning, which I think most of you would agree, the defense looked a little lost at times. And I don't know if that's a product of not expecting as much triple option as we saw, which admittedly I thought we would see a lot less triple, triple option. I even said it. I said the new OC Chestnut, uh, right? It was Chestnut and then, yeah, and uh, Coach's Newberry. 
So Chestnut Newberry, we I thought we were gonna see more traditional type offensive things. Not a lot, a lot, but more than you typically see from Navy. But I did notice it was interesting how they had their roster depth chart laid out. It was your standard triple option positions. And sure enough, what did we see? A triple option. Like, oh, triple option. Uh, Navy threw seven passes total. Um, but the thing is, if you're going to be a triple option team, you're going to have to run for more than 126 yards and 2.6 yards of carry. So, while Notre Dame's offense did look lost in the beginning, um, there was some over-pursuing or over-committing and, and things like that, you know. But that's like, we know what they were going to do. <clears throat> but then again, I go back to maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't fully know what they were going to do, even though we see the triple option all the time from them. We plan for something from a Kennesaw State perspective, which from my understanding... There was a lot of studying of Kennesaw State's offense, and I think they were looking for some of that. And then they come out doing what Navy does, and then they go for it on fourth down, and we get beat. Oh, we, we got beat. No way around it. But we got lucky, too. Luck of the Irish. We're in Ireland with the luck of the Irish because two Navy defenders play defense on each or two Navy receivers play defense on each other. If only one of them is there, it's a catch. But both of them are there, and they ran into each other, and ball flies, and turnover on downs, Notre Dame ball. And then that's right after that ensuing possession was when Audric got loose, looked like he might. I feel like if he broke that tackle, he takes it to the house, but he fumbled instead, went out of bounds, lucky. Um, you know, uh, And then right after that was um, when I had to check myself and realize, did I drink more than I thought? Because the cameraman was just very, very loosey-goosey with the camera. He just picked something and pointed his camera at it with no no purpose. Ball, no ball. Play, no play. I'm just going to... I feel like looking at that guy right now. But what was funny about looking at that guy right now was the play where Tobias was wide open the entire route. Harmon's got to see him a second sooner. Having said that, Harmon did throw it to where Tobias could still make a play versus throwing it out of the back of the end zone. Maybe it should have been pass interference. Probably should have been. But, um, you know, I felt like Tobias could have done a little bit more. But he, he's got to step up. He dropped a little simple screen pass that was designed for him. Like, hey, Tobias, we're going to get you in the game. Let's go. And he drops the ball. Mm, can't have that. And just, we thought this was going to be his, his breakout year. And, um... The breaking out happened uh, from someone else. And I mean, there's no other way to emphasize the great and the house in Great House. He was great and he took it to the house twice. Yeah, I don't know if this is a crazy stat. Jaden Great House is now catching a touchdown pass on 67% of his receptions. 67% of the time, if Great House catches it, it's a touchdown. Emphasis on great and house. Obviously, that's not going to sustain. That's not realistic unless he never catches on the ball, which that's not happening. Like He's already in one game done more than Merriweather did all of last year. Now, granted, Merriweather's one catch was badass and it was 
beautiful 41-yard touchdown catch, but it was the one for 41. Um, Great house, he stepped up. They needed him to step up. He goes three for 68, leading receiver and two touchdowns? Come on. Two freshmen? Say it ain't so. Wait, you're telling me that two freshmen can play football in Notre Dame? And they can play receiver? Get out of here. Oh, no, it can happen, see? And it did. Not only did he catch a ball, so did Rico Flores. Also, a true freshman. Jeremiah Love, four carries, 40 yards. Also, a true freshman. Darian Price, eh, might as well be a true freshman. He got hurt, never really got a chance to even see the field, which supposedly he would have last year, but you can't blow out your Achilles. But he comes back, four for 25 and a touchdown. I know he's a true sophomore, redshirt freshman, but I'm counting him in the mix. If you can play football, you will get on the field. And, uh, you know, maybe some of that has to do with uh, the the new OC, Gerard Parker. And I don't know for certain, but I just find it interesting that last year it was, every, who was it? Jordan Johnson way back when, which he still hasn't caught a ball in college. Uh, but now it was Merriweather. There was someone else I'm missing. But oh, they, they just weren't weren't picking up the offense. They weren't doing, well, what kind of offense? Are we running chemistry or are we running playing football? Like, what is happening? And, you know, you know I don't like Reese. I'm not a Reese guy. That's never going to be my thing. Yeah, I can't wait to see Alabama implode. Nick Saban breaking headsets. It's going to be tremendous. But I, what was Reese doing that nobody could get on the field? Like what happened? And it was, and then the play calling. You know, I said it on Twitter. Maybe you see me talk about it. And yeah, I'm calling it Twitter. It will always be Twitter. I'm not calling it X, whatever that is. Uh, whatever. Um, I said that No Name's offense was so good, I didn't even notice it in terms of play calling. Like, it didn't even, like, click. Like, oh, shit, yeah. The play calling is way better. But it's kind of like when you go out to eat at a restaurant. You go in expecting, you sit down, you get greeted fairly quickly, you place a drink order, you look at the menu, timing is, you know, a few minutes, comes back with the drinks. Yes, I'd like to order whatever you, it is you like to order. Within 20 minutes, food is out. You Like, everything goes the way you expect to go. You don't sit there and go, that was, <laughs> that was amazing. No, you don't even notice it because you're likely out to eat with your wife or your family or friends and you want to enjoy the moment and you're not focused. Like, when it's bad, you notice it. Tommy Reese, when there's ridiculous, nonsensical, no rhyme or reason to him play calls, they jump out at you like, wait, what the fuck was that? You know, it's, it, I, I liken it to going out to eat. I Granted, I was a bartender and waiter for many, many years. But if service is good, you don't tend to realize it because it's what you expected. And we got exactly what we expected on Saturday. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. You know, we went overseas and maybe, maybe that's what we needed. We needed to go overseas. But it, to me, it was... Exactly what we expected, and we we're living life like we were golden. And Al Golden's defense did figure it all out because, as I mentioned, they only had 126 yards rushing and what 169 total yards. 
of offense. I mean, you can't ask for much more. We went 42 to three, shut him down. You know, we we literally lived like we were gold. Just gold. See the world and just show them what it really means to live like golden. Yeah, we're golden, baby, we're golden. Yeah, I'm to see it shine, we're golden. We just need to keep the golden in the how great we played. Play like gold, and we're we're gonna be fine. You know, but going back to when I started talking about Great House and. You know, went off on a tangent. You know, I, I'm late again. I need to get better. I need to get on my game. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Please. Watch for the changes. Try to keep up. Uh, so I was talking about Great House. And it wasn't even so much like the uh, the great, what stood out to me on that play wasn't Great House. It was Sam Hartman. It was the, the quarterback... We've been dying for, for, I don't know. Like I said, I I think I pondered this last week. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a while. And the Great House first touchdown was fantastic. <clears throat> but what impressed me was the, pe- uh, I don't know if it was the directly the play before or two plays before, but um, Hartman found Colesley, and then he finds Great House for the touchdown. In both instances, he stood strong in that pocket. In fact, if he was Tom Brady, um, they would have called a roughing the passer on the Great House touchdown. He definitely got hit low and whatnot, but he didn't flinch. He stood up in the pocket. Boom! Strike. He didn't freak out and go, oh, I'm going to run like Buckner, like Book. And uh, Cone, not so much with the running. Um, he stood in there a little bit more, but that's because he had to. He couldn't run. Hartman can move a little bit, as evidenced this weekend. He did. He didn't run for any yards, but he did a few things that say, "Okay, this dude can move." For example, the second touchdown to Jaden Greathouse. <clears throat> he drops back, and Greathouse ran a great route. By the way, if you haven't seen the breakdown of this, go check out Greg Flamong uh, at Greg twenty one twenty six on Twitter. Um, he did a great breakdown. Greathouse was open as soon as he hit the the corner route. He hit the flag. He was open. But as soon as Hartman got to like the top of his drop back, there was a Navy defender kind of coming right at him. He steps up, and he starts to run. There is no doubt in my mind, Book and Buckner are running that football as far as they can run it. <clears throat> How far that is, who knows. But they were running that ball. They were not continuing to keep their eyes down the field to find the wide-open receiver for a touchdown like Hartman did. That was impressive. <clears throat> I loved all of that. And that's that's what we've been missing. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's what we've been missing at the quarterback position. The ability to be mobile but be smart about it. It's great that Bucker can run. It's great that Book can run. But you, you've got him you've got an arm. That's what the quarterback should be doing. Throwing the ball. And, again, there's going to be times where you don't throw it, can't throw it. <clears throat> but if you're never looking to throw it, you're not going to. And Hartman kept his eyes downfield. Bing, bang, boom. Touchdown. And then, uh, then we just let Navy go right down the field. Like, tackling optional all of a sudden? What happened? I don't understand. 
You know, DJ Brown, uh, again, I don't want to call out too many individuals negatively, but he came in a little out of control, missed a tackle on a key third down. Navy gets first down. Luckily, they missed the field goal, and all is good in the world. And then we get the ball back with just under two minutes. And I, I thought we had all three timeouts because that's what the screen said and that's what the announcer said, but I was corrected by my dad that we only had two. But still, I don't even remember the first one being called. So it wasn't a, uh, like, oh, clock's running out, burn a timeout. Like, they were uh, effectively utilized timeouts. Crazy. Like, what What are the odds? What are the odds? But Hartman looked comfortable. Um, again, great house. To, to quote Dick Vitale, a diaper dandy! We got a diaper dandy on the team, Jaden Greathouse. Emphasis on Great Ed House. Um, was that the was that the play? I'm trying to think. Uh, who got interfered? Somebody got interfered with, and the Navy dude he ran straight through the defender, and and looks up and complains. Whatever. Um, then Hartman finds Jaden Greathouse on a great pa- pattern, great little post route, double move. Hartman is in love with the Jadens, and I'm fine with that. They're they're one with a Y, one with no Y. They're badass dudes. Up 28 to nothing at the half. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And it was just cruise control from there, guys. Um, like, I don't know what I could really uh, highlight. I mean, we, we watched the game, you know. I'm not going to go play-by-play, play, but if you didn't watch the game, it's I think it's still on Peacock. Go check it out. But be careful, because if you have been drinking, the camera guy will upset you. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I really don't. <laughs> How, like, he got confused on an uh, option route, something else. We missed the second-half kickoff, because they started graphics on the screen, and it was just... The broadcast left a lot to be desired, but we're the the only blemish on the whole day was missing a chip shot field goal. We gotta make that field goal. We move right down the field. Obviously, we're not gonna score every possession as much as we almost did. I think we scored on six out of seven, um, and we would have had probably nine possessions in the game if it was old the old uh, play clock rules or game clock rules. But nonetheless. Um, can't miss the field goal. Can't do it. Especially when we move the ball right down the field. Okay, you, you stub your toe. Now we got to kick a field goal. you got to make it, dude. And uh, according to my mom and dad, that he's got the leg. That's not an issue. It's the, um, the important part of the puzzle. Putting it between the uprights. My dad said he was probably a little better than 50% in pregame warm-ups. Um, that's what they noticed. You notice they said that there weren't. My dad just noticed that there were more misses than he would have expected in pregame warmups. So I don't know if it was the the travel, the atmosphere, the field. Field looked a little bit slick. There was some definitely some slips that. And I don't know if it's the UA cleats or not because both teams are wearing Under Armour, so who the hell knows? But something. It was something, but you can't miss that, dude. Just can't. But defense steps up. We get the ball back right down the field. Colsey touchdown. We're up 42 nothing, and life is good. 
and you know it's good. <laughs> I wrote this down. Uh, when the announcers start telling stories and like completely telling stories over the course of about three plays, not even acknowledging that there's football happening or what the ha- play just happened or and yeah, they're they're just not even paying attention to the football. They're just like let's let's share some stories. The game is forty-two to nothing, and who wants to talk about this anymore? Hopefully, there's more of that down the road. Um, although I don't care for Jason Garrett, so I didn't care for the stories. I kind of blew that off, and whatever, you know. But yes, we did let Navy go down the field and get that three at the end. It happens, is what it is. But there were a couple. Uh, Navy had some opportunities that they just missed. Like I said, that first first fourth down where they had two guys in the same spot. Eee. Sorry, too bad, so sad. But it didn't work out. And then we got burned deep, but we put pressure. I think it was Batello. Got to the quarterback kind of as he's throwing, gets hit. So he ends up throwing, throwing a punt, you know, uh, and the receiver. Which, by the way, we never learned who the receivers are, so great job. I said I better not know who the fucking receivers are for Navy. And we didn't, so life is good. But that long pass, kind of a punt, which I'm like, oh, that's got to be an interception. Oh, wait, there's nobody there. Never mind. Just don't catch it. And he didn't catch it, so we're good. So we're 1-0, guys. Like, badass. And it, it it's going to be a good season. I can I just feel it, man. I just feel it. I love Sam Hartman. I love Sam Hartman. He is going to be fun to watch, and we're going to build next week. Coming up this Saturday, Tennessee State. I expect a lot of the same. And then we got NC State, which is a decent, respectable opponent. What you Notre Dame needs to do is keep this ball rolling, and I'll talk more about that on Wednesday. But... This is the opportunity for Parker, for Hartman, for the receivers. Like, let's get comfortable, you know. You've only been practicing against each other. You finally got to do it against an an opponent in, I guess, a different uniform. Same colors. (laughs) I guess it's a different uniform, sort of. But let's keep building and building and building and building and building to where... By the time we hit the heart of our schedule, Ohio State, September 23rd, we've got it all clicking. And then let's just let's make it happen. But uh, that was an enjoyable game. It was a comfortable game. Uh, did very little yelling, so unfortunately for, for my little doggy captain, he doesn't know what it's like to, to really watch Notre Dame football. Very minimal yelling. The only, the only time I really got super heated was when they didn't review that fumble on the pitch by Navy. What what are we even doing? Even my dad said he's like I. They kind of sort of reviewed it, but then just let it go. I he goes I. I could. He's like it's happened so quickly. Obviously, he's far away. It was at, at the opposite end of the field. He was on the fifteen yard line. Uh, on the opposite end. But they showed a replay on the in the stadium, and 
Kaiser's got the ball. We have no idea what happened. It was clearly a fumble. There was a little bit of a scrum. And Lavatai and Kaiser both had their hands on the football. And then it was like a back and forth, like a boom, boom. Kaiser's got the ball. So for a little a little three-second battle for the football, which happens all the time when they both have their hands on the ball, who came out with it? It's not a, it wasn't like this extended battle where, all right, you know, Ty goes to the offense. That's the one spot that I was like, what? Like, it should be our fucking football. But again, when you're winning by what we were winning, I didn't let it get to me too much. Um, but no, a lot of great things. Another great play, as I'm sitting here thinking, Hartman, it ended up being an incomplete pass. But uh, it was the one where he tried to get it to Payne out of the backfield, but it hit off the Navy's like rib cage when the Navy defender jumped. But if you remember the play, Hartman drops back, goes to throw left, does a full throwing motion, and holds onto the football like pump fake. He literally went, oh shit, that's not going to work, and held the ball, rolled back around, and almost had like a little bit of a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Ian Book-ish little, eh, let me try to get it to him. And just hit off the defender uh, for Navy. But but it's little things like that. He's he's seeing things that he's not just, All right, well, that's I'm going to throw it. It might get picked, but that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, loved it. And uh, defensively, I just, I don't know what you gain out of Navy. Like you just had to play assignment football. And we did. Uh, you know, we had the we had the one sack, right? All we got was one sack, I think. And defensively, no surprise, uh, Kaiser led the uh, team in tackles. Um, Bertrand only had three. That's surprising. Um, I say Kaiser because he's he flies around, man. He was he recovered two fumbles. One, unfortunately, out of bounds, which that was out of bounds. The other one he didn't get credit for, but um, he was all over. Leofau was all over with his flowing hair. Um, but, I mean, it's, like I said, it's hard to... Oh, no, we had two sacks. I, I apologize. Uh, Mills had one, and Burnham had one. But it's hard to really say, oh, how great our defense is. And we gave it three points, so obviously good. It's just... It's that offense. It, I'm so glad it was game one. Now we can move on and get back to defending normal football. And you can really see what our defense is capable of because we need to see what our defense can do against a normal style offense because that's what USC runs and Ohio State and Clemson. You know, and some of the better teams on our schedule. They're not going to run the triple option, but Navy has to do it because they're undersized and we get it and it didn't work. And I want to hear it's just Navy. I've heard that from a. Uh, a couple podcasts I've heard, I've seen it written on Twitter. Well, it's just Navy. Like, who cares? Um, I know I'm 39, but I, I don't know how old these people on Twitter are. But do you not remember the Charlie Weiss era? Do you not remember early Brian Kelly? Just Navy wasn't. No, that's not a thing. Fuck last year, guys. Was it just Navy last year? My goodness, like let's. Let's stop being ungrateful. Jeez, Alou. We went 42-3. to Well, it's just Navy. Well, fighting just Navy last year almost beat us. Just Navy in the past 10 years has beaten us. So, I don't want to hear just Navy. 
But the thing about Navy is their offense is so unique and so different that preparing for Navy really messes up preparing for any other offense in the country, unless you're also playing Army and the Citadel and Air Force. But how do you think Air Force, are they still triple option based or do they run a normal offense? I don't know. But uh, but Navy was uh, behind the eight ball so quickly, and they were never going to come out because their offense, especially with the new clock rules, was never coming back. Um, I mean, I feel like if they had this clock rule last year, they, Notre Dame wouldn't have it wouldn't have been so close. It shouldn't have been close because it's Navy. It is just Navy, but you still have to take it seriously, and you still have to be happy with forty-two to three. So uh, that's all I really got. I'm trying to make this quick. Just do a little quick little recap. Not keep everyone here all afternoon. But it was a great game. First game, game one, one nothing. One nothing. One and oh in the books. Uh, we cover the spread. So if you put money down, go collect. Have some fun with that. Uh, and I'll be back Wednesday. You know, and shout out to all the people that went to Ireland. I know uh it's just Abby. Dr. Abby was there. Obviously my parents were there. Uh Jace was out there. Um, a lot, a lot of people went. In fact, uh, so many people, Americans-wise, not people I know personally. I wish I knew thirty-six thousand people, like personally. But um, uh, apparently, he was the most. At, how, did, how did they phrase it? I don't have it pulled up, but it was like the most Americans that have traveled overseas for a sporting event ever, or maybe it was just in. Europe, I, I don't know the specifics, but it, something like 36 some odd thousand Americans traveled to that game, and it was the most Americans traveling to a sporting event. And again, overseas, just in Europe, I, I don't know the specifics, but it's kind of a big deal. Um, and we, we showed out, showed up. My parents had a great week in Ireland. They got to see all these different things. Uh, they cliffed some more, and... Uh, my dad kissed a Blarney Stone. Apparently, he had to wait for an hour and a half to do that. And yeah, he made friends with some guy in line because my mom couldn't make that walk. She's got a walker. She's her knees aren't good, but uh, they had a blast. They had a very very joyous time. But it was kind of funny talking to both of them. My mom's like, "Oh, we saw the Cliffs of Moher, and there was the Blarney Stone, and we did this, and it was beautiful. We saw the countryside." And, my dad's like, do you know how many Notre Dame fans are out here? It was amazing. We got to talk about this. The very, two very different experiences for my mom and dad. But they had a blast. Um, of course they did. Notre Dame won 42-3. They got to do the Guinness thing. They, it was a great time. So. Alrighty. That is all my time for today. So. I'm going to get out of here. And I had a new intro, so you bet your ass I got a new outro. So, as I check out, enjoy some more Flogging Molly. Five for nothing, hundred nothing, out.